You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansard on Pet Life Radio. Thanks so much for listening to this week's holiday episode. Well, friends, it is the season to be jolly, and that means having wonderful times with our friends and our family and certainly our four-legged best friends. I'm sitting here today with my special four-legged best friends, Gatsby, who I know many of our listeners have heard me talk about before. He's doing great, by the way, at 14 years old, and he's going strong. I've got Chaz right here, and Daisy has just stepped outside to go chase a squirrel, so our pups are doing great. And of course, our kitties are also in the house. It's a little chilly as we're in December, so the kitties are all snuggled by the fireplace downstairs having a nice warm winter nap. Well, friends, our work at American Humane never, never ends when we think about animals in crisis and in times of disaster. Our rescue teams have been first to serve our country now for a hundred years, and this week is no different. Amazingly, American Humane Rescue rushed to Gatlinburg, Tennessee to provide assistance to animal victims and pet owners impacted by the devastating wildfires that recently ravaged the state. Our team has been working closely with our friends at the American Red Cross Emergency Shelter at the Rocky Top Sports Complex in East Tennessee. We provided care for those affected by the blaze, like Chuck, a Tennessee resident, and his two precious pups, Oscar and Coco. When police ordered Chuck, oh, this just breaks my heart. When police ordered Chuck to evacuate his apartment to escape those deadly wildfires that were fast approaching his home, he refused to leave Oscar and Coco. He told those officers, not without my dogs. Chuck quickly scrambled to scoop up his beloved pets before racing to safety at that emergency shelter. You know, Our team, our rescue volunteers, were there to help. They helped Tennessee residents like Chuck and his best buddies, Oscar and Coco. And he helped them begin to heal from that devastation of losing their home. Our Red Star Rescue, our American Humane Rescue team, has been dedicated to serving communities in crisis, families in crisis like Chuck and Oscar and Coco, by providing our services, rescuing animals in times of crisis and disaster. We've been boots on the ground doing this work for a 100 years. And as we enter the holiday week, I want to give a special shout-out of gratitude to all of our first responders at American Humane, those incredible volunteers who leave their families, both two- and four-legged, to go help neighbors across our great country and provide them with an opportunity to heal an opportunity to save a pet, and most importantly, an opportunity to reunite a family. I can't think of a better gift this holiday season than to pay tribute to our first responders at American Humane. We thank you. Well, this week's episode is going to be a treat. We are going to have a very special first responder, an animal rescuer, speak with us. We are so thrilled that this week's episode features the Heart and Soul Animal Sanctuary, a place of refuge for animals who would have otherwise perished. The abandoned, the abused, the sick, the suffering. 
the rescue, this sanctuary, is located under 130 gorgeous wooded acres in the Santa Fe National Forest near Santa Fe, New Mexico. And this is an incredible facility that is devoted to the highest standards for animal welfare and care. The founder and director is Natalie Owings, and she'll be joining us right after this brief message to share with us her vision for building the animal sanctuary, her vision for bringing hope, love, and compassion to those who need a second chance. Again, you're tuning in this week to Dr. Robin Ganser on Be Humane, on Pet Life Radio. We'll be right back with Natalie. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Robin Gansert. As I mentioned to you before the break, we're so thrilled to have Natalie Owings with us today. She is the founder and director of one of the most beautiful animal sanctuaries, the Heart and Soul Animal Sanctuary that is located in the Santa Fe National Forest near Santa Fe, New Mexico. Natalie, welcome to our show, and thank you, first of all, for all you do for animals. You're such an inspiration. Well, thank you very much, Robin. It's a pleasure to speak with you. We're so thrilled to have you on. Can you describe with our listeners what is your beautiful heart and soul animal sanctuary? And if you could, tell me about that giant doghouse. Yes, the heart and soul animal sanctuary is a rescue operation. And um, we are located on... 130 acres, which were donated in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains, about 14 miles northeast of Santa Fe. And this is an ideal location for all of these animals because it's a very natural setting and nobody is in a cage. Everyone has a beautiful habitat. The dogs live in the giant doghouse, which is the main building, and I live there with them. But they can run free all over the land here kind of a mountainous area, but it's uh, right around the giant doghouse. It's more flat. There's trees and grass and flowers, and it's very pretty. It's just so suitable for all the dogs and puppies right here. And then the horses are a little bit further away. They have a large area of their own, and those are all rescued as well. In fact, we just took in four emaciated horses recently from a certain less fortunate area of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we have a cat facility as well. The cat facility is dedicated to the rescue of older cats. The kittens mm-hmm. are always fine. Everybody wants kittens, but it's the older cats, which are the animals that get ignored and they're pretty much in disregard and they're sitting in shelters getting euthanized. So it's my decision to have an emphasis on the care of the older cats. They have an entirely fenced-in area with trees and houses all to themselves themselves. 
and it's even fenced over so that so that wildlife can't get in and they can't get out. Mm-hmm. Also, birds cannot fly in there because we don't want our cats catching wild birds. We're very conscious of those of those um, animals as well. They need the wild birds need protection, so we don't we don't allow our cats to be catching wild birds. <laughs> right. It's not appropriate these days. Right. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And then there are other species as well. I don't know how much you want me to describe. Oh, please, please do. And I want to hear also about your incredible story of Danny Boy. Oh, my goodness. I just love that story of Danny Boy and what you've done there. But please go ahead and tell all of our listeners all the different animals that you do have because it's an amazing facility. All right. We have a a number of other species. And I started on a much smaller sanctuary than this, about 40 miles from here. But then when this land was donated here in the Sangre de Cristo Mountains, we were able to expand which was a great blessing, and we were able to um, uh, make accommodations for the horses, goats, llamas, and um, even rabbits. We have about 20 rescued rabbits, chickens, ducks, geese, and guinea pigs. And, of course, I've been asked to take uh, pigs and emus and many other species, but sometimes you can't accommodate those others so readily because of the altitude here. We're up at 8,000 feet. And pigs don't want to live in freezing weather in the winter, and they need mud and all kinds of soft materials to live in. Mm-hmm. So, so far, we haven't taken any pigs, but certainly the, the llamas are, are wonderful, and they're, they're very much at home here at this altitude, having been originally found in the Andean mountains of Peru. And then the goats are fine. Goats are very uh, fine in the winter. They, they grow extra, a lot of extra hair. And the rabbits, we have accommodations for the rabbits, which are really special. They all have houses. They all have large habitats covered in alfalfa and grass hay. And the rabbits are just adorable. There's some families. There's some individuals. And we we accommodate those rabbits uh, accordingly. You can't just throw a rabbit in with a lot of other rabbits. You have to have certain families and certain friends together. And those rabbits get lettuce and parsley and um, carrots and kale every day in addition to their regular uh, rabbit chow. So they're pretty happy about that. <laughs> they get their kale. I love that. I try to get my, my kids to eat kale. Your rabbits are probably eating more kale than my kiddos. So I think that's oh, wonderful. I think so. Most rabbits will. In fact, they prefer it over uh, lettuce. If you give them both, they usually take the kale. Uh, so that's interesting. And uh, and then the chickens, ducks, and geese, they all have large habitats as well, some of them with a little bit of running water because ducks need to put their faces in running water every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, all these habitats are on the large side, so they all have room to run and and uh, see the sky, and, and then they have houses, of course, that they can go into at night if they wish to. And the houses are all heated with warming lamps, infrared 250-watt mm-hmm. warming lamps in all the houses, and in some cases radiators, like the rabbits really like to sit next to radiators in the winter. So the poultry... They have nesting boxes. They have uh, every accommodation you can imagine that they might need. And the guinea pigs, they have a whole room to themselves, covered in grass hay. It's kind of like village. They have houses and tunnels, and, and oh. they, uh, they're really happy in their um, habitat as well. The best way, really, to uh, see the sanctuary is literally to come and visit, because we do have a lot of visitors now, and um, visitors are just sort of endearing in their own ways. They... Every single visitor who comes here says, gosh, I didn't know there was anything like this. (laughs) 
they always have that same reaction. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. that's kind of fun. I love that. And I know that uh, what visitor that introduced us was our wonderful American Humane board member, Amanda Bowman, who said this was definitely the place to go and see and visit. So I'm so thrilled you're able to share your stories. I just have to ask you, Natalie, how do these animals come to you? Uh, they come to us in a number of different ways. The sanctuary is now, I've, I've been doing this work for more than 35 years in, in New Mexico. And um, and the sanctuary has existed as a nonprofit tax exempt organization officially since 1997. So it's become pretty well known in New Mexico as a place to call when people have trouble accommodating various species. So they do call from all over New Mexico all the time. People would simply be on the road having found an, a stray dog or a group of puppies. Or the unfortunate ones, the little pregnant mothers that have been abandoned. In New Mexico, it's a different world than you have in the rest of the United States. It simply has to be recognized as such. In certain areas of New Mexico, some individuals actually refer to this as third world. That's not really very off base. You just have to accept the fact that we have quite a bit of abandonment here. And we have starvation, and we have disregard, and we have abuse. These are the things that we here, me and my staff, that we have to cope with. We have to recognize it. We don't deny it. Right. But we're not pointing any fingers. We just have to accept the animals any way we can. And these calls will come by phone, or maybe by email, or sometimes people just arrive here with an open pickup and a bunch of puppies in the back. And this kind of thing happens quite frequently. Mm-hmm. And we always have to make room because you don't want to, you don't want to say no. And mm-hmm. from certain areas of New Mexico, if you say no and you don't accept the animals, then they will never call you again. It's like you're nothing but wow. a big no. So you have to be accommodating. You have to be kind. You have to be diplomatic and as generous as possible with your time and accept the animals and make accommodations for them. So we're doing this all the time. Sometimes people will call and they will say that they have quite a few dogs from a hoarding operation or similar very uh, unfortunate circumstances, hoarding operations being among the worst. And, of course, we can't suddenly accommodate 35 German shepherds. This happened recently. So we have connections, however, with other shelters. I work very closely with a certain vet in Fort Collins, and we will, with the help of a few others, we will find places for all of those German shepherds. Some of them, some of the German shepherds in this particular hoarding operation in southern New Mexico were not at all socialized. They were, they were, they were almost like wild, feral dogs. Some of them weren't. The ones that, that were socialized and friendly, they could be adopted, and that was fabulous. And then we were chosen as the uh, recipient of the puppies in this hoarding operation. And so we took all the little puppies. It turned out that these puppies were some of the cutest puppies we've ever seen. They weren't really purebred German Shepherds at all. They turned out to be breeds with curly black hair, but they were so cute. And we rehabilitated all of these starving puppies and socialized them to the degree where they could be adopted. And then we found homes for every single one, mostly in Colorado. And that brings up, I hope I'm answering your question. You are. This is wonderful. Absolutely. The subject of adoption in New Mexico is a whole other topic because we do not advertise our puppies because 
we don't want to have to contend with the wrong types of adoptions, the inadequate homes, or the less fortunate homes. So we need to get our puppies primarily out of state. So about 99% of our rescued puppies, many, many, many of them, hundreds of litters, 99% of these puppies we will chauffeur up to Fort Collins, Colorado, to my contacts there, because we cannot trust a lot of the homes in New Mexico. We just have to be realistic about this. This is a matter of reality. So um, that's why we don't advertise our puppies here. Instead, we make the appropriate connections, we hire a driver, a couple of really fine drivers, responsible people, and we chauffeur our puppies and our mother dogs, nursing mother dogs, to um, northern Colorado for adoption. We have many, many nursing mother dogs. I have three on site right now, but little newborns. My goodness, just stunning to me. And you know, and, and all of us in our all of our listeners, this doesn't just exist in New Mexico. I mean, there's so many states where similar problems, you know, still exist today. And I just think about how many years have we had spay and neuter campaigns, you know, particularly since 1990 when uh, national groups got together to talk about overpopulation. We've done spay and neuter campaigns for generations that we still have all of these issues that Natalie and, and friends like her throughout the country are facing on the front lines of animal welfare. Natalie, I have to go back and I have to go back to your beautiful giant dog house. House, this incredible yes. facility that I know is part of your heart and soul of your sanctuary, to use your yes. your name in that way. You know what I love about this? There's no cages, no pins. It's a real home with beds. And I read that you actually give these wonderful lucky pups who like win the lottery when they're able to be in your giant doghouse. They get <laughs> a wonderful dinner, meat and vegetable broth from a crock pot. I just love the visual of what these dogs are able to get. Can you share with us a little bit about how you spoil these dogs in your giant doghouse? Yeah, it's really fun to, quote, spoil them, although, you know, they have come from such destitution and disregard that these puppies and the mother dogs, they respond so fast. To all of this nice treatment, it builds their personalities in no time, and they, in other words, they're prepared to start blossoming as individuals as soon as they have a nice meal and a warm bed and, and kind people around them. And so we we go to a lot of trouble to feed them well. We actually use quite quite a bit of uh, rotisserie chicken, and uh, we make broth and pour that into the dog food. We only buy high-quality dog foods here because that's what is going to maintain these little bodies best and help them grow. And so everybody really enjoys their meals here. <laughs> I tell you, it sounds wonderful. It really, yeah, really does. But one of the things that we use that I, I wish more people would use, actually, is goat cheese. Goat cheese and goat milk, these products are very uh, palatable and nourishing for dogs and puppies. Not cow's milk and not cow's cheese, but goat cheese. So I Uh used to work for veterinarians, and so some of this came through loud and clear, and I still use goat cheese for the nursing mother dogs. They always just love it, and it provides them with a lot of extra fat and calcium. It is to be recommended. I have not heard of that. So that's so wonderful, a great tip for everyone, that's for sure. Yes. You know, I, you know, people need to remember that. 
You know, I love the fact that you've invited our listeners to come and visit. And if you could, can you give all of our listeners your website? Because I think it's really important for folks to be able to have the chance to go and see your beautiful website and also see how they can actually find you. Yes, www.animal-sanctuary.org. Wonderful. And that's where you can find more about in terms of visiting. It's a 20-minute drive from Santa Fe. And I know we'll have lots of listeners who might be in Santa Fe this winter. And I hope you can go to the Heart and Soul Animal Sanctuary and see this beautiful place of refuge, which is just simply stunning. They can call here any time, Robin. They can call on the phone number. That's the best way. I have to give them directions because directions are not posted. Okay, great. Natalie, what's the phone number? 505-757-6817. Great. We're going to come back and give you that phone number one more time, listeners, in a minute. But I'd love, Natalie, for you to share the story of Danny Boy that you feature on your site. Kind of broke my heart, but I love the way that he's uh, bounced back. Share with us Danny Boy. Yes, Danny Danny is such a special dog, and he does exemplify what we do here. Danny was rescued as a one-year-old, totally emaciated, starved puppy from a neighboring village. Mm-hmm. And um, he was rescued by a couple of well-meaning women and brought here to the sanctuary. And I put him in a very comfortable nursery immediately, mm-hmm. of course, with lots of food. What Danny loved most, having been cold, because it's very cold here in the winter, cold and neglected, what he loved most was burrowing into all the soft blankets. He just <laughs> adored it. I'll never forget the image of him burrowing into this big, soft blanket. And then as he became more comfortable, he wasn't trusting of humans at all at first. And some, some of the rescued dogs are not. They're just terrified of humans because of the abuse that they've encountered. But as soon as he, he became more relaxed and he started eating these really good meals, then he started to uh, come alive. And he's still one of the great treasures of the sanctuary. And he's now the fastest runner we have. We go on these big dog walks every afternoon in the mountains, about two miles. He's the fastest runner. You heard he's just dashing <laughs> through the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? I love that visual. That's great. Yeah. Danny does, on the medical side, he does have a little bit of trouble absorbing nutrients mm-hmm. because when he was a pup, he was not nourished well, and his intestinal tract suffered as uh, one of our vets put it, his intestinal tract is a little bit ropey mm-hmm. or doughy, those two terms. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's getting better over time with special meals and a big vitamin pill every single day. Oh, and Espelac, which, which is a puppy formula. He loves Espelac, which is kind of like a warm a milk replacer meant for puppies. Anyway, Danny has become so happy. Everybody loves him. Oh. Well, I can see in his photos, how could you not fall in love with Danny? Just a gorgeous dog, and what a great story. You know, Natalie, there's going to be folks who are listening to us in our conversation today, and they're going to wonder how they can create a sanctuary in their own state, in their own hometown for animals that need that second chance, those that have been abused, abandoned, neglected. What recommendations would you give for, for people who want to share your mission in their own state? Oh, yeah, I have many, many, Robin. Now, first of all, they can call me for details because mm-hmm. there are details like the selection of a board of directors mm-hmm. and, and uh, what to do and what not to do and to 
to look into you've got to have space to do this at least some you got to have at least an acre I think would be advisable mm-hmm. because dogs and puppies need room to play and run mm-hmm. so if you have an acre that that would help otherwise if you have much less space than that rescuing one animal at a time is okay mm-hmm. and you need to establish a nonprofit organization which can be easily done through the IRS the IRS is, can be extremely helpful on these matters. I, I find them an admirable organization, mm-hmm. and uh, they honor nonprofit organizations appropriately. You are tax exempt, and that's important because then when your donors give give you donations, they need to have it tax exempt. There are so many details that I could offer people. So um, that, uh, anybody is welcome to call. I mean, there's information to offer on the subject of bedding and food and treatment of of a rescued frightened dog or even a rescued frightened rabbit and mm-hmm. um medical especially medical issues you want to do top flight medicine nothing short of the best medicine right and so you got to look into your vets make sure that they're really top quality vets maybe one of them should be board certified all kinds of information i would have that's wonderful, and it's so generous of you to offer yourself as a, as an advisor, a mentor to individuals who want to recreate what you've created so beautifully in New Mexico. Natalie, can you share your website and your phone number one more time with our listeners? It's www.animal-sanctuary.org, and, and then that, the but, phone number is 505-757-6817. And friends, when you go to the website, make sure that you look up Natalie's new book, The Heart and Soul Animal Sanctuary, To Love and Be Loved, now on Sunstone Press. Natalie, thank you so much for joining us. Your story is indeed inspirational, and I'm always inspired meeting people like you who are on the front lines of animal welfare, providing those second chances at life for animals of all species. You are indeed a person we are just uh, so proud to know and, importantly, proud to celebrate this holiday season. So thank you for all you do for animals. Well, thank you, Robin. My pleasure. And I'm always here to help out, so if anybody wants to call, they're welcome to. And thank you for all of your good work as well, and best wishes. Oh, thank you. Well, friends, you're listening to Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Robin Gansert. We'll be back right after this brief message. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Don't do what I did and run out. If it's working, don't quit. Why would you stop? Why undo all the good that's been accomplished? You've got to feed them right for life. Dynavite is nutrition. If I ever took Roy off of Dynavite... No, 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 no. When I get to about three quarters... When I get down to the bottom of my box of Dynavite... Oh, no. I've got a couple more scoops. It's time to place my order. Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite for your dog this week. We'll send you a bottle of Lico Chaps free. New, improved Lico Chaps with omega-6, omega-3... Vitamin E. And now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Chaps Free this week at Dynavite.com. Just feed your dog right. Use Dynavite. Dynavite for life. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. 
If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Ganser. This is your host, and I'm so thrilled to be on Pet Life Radio. Uh, you know, this holiday season, we've heard from Natalie Owens, who created uh, the Heart and Soul Animal Sanctuary. I was just so pleased to bring her message of hope to you, because I know so many of you out there are wishing that this holiday season you can create your own animal rescue, and there's a lot of work that goes into it, a lot of care that goes into it, and I know that we all need a, a helping hand, and Natalie's advice and counsel, I think, can be just terrific for those of you wishing to create your own animal rescue at your own hometown. Well, as we wrap up again for the holidays, I want to give another special shout out to American Humane Rescue First Responders. Indeed, these are the volunteers who serve our mission, who go into towns like Gatlinburg, Tennessee, after that horrible, ravaging, and devastating wildfire. And of course, these incredible volunteers were boots on the ground in Louisiana after those devastating floods, in West Virginia after those floods and certainly all up and down the eastern coast after Hurricane Matthew. These incredible volunteers give up time with their friends, their family, their work, and they fly in to disaster scenes with our American Humane staff and and rescue uh, teams. And I have to tell you, it is always a uh, just a moment of pride and honor to see our volunteers go into action. And we're so grateful for all of our 350 strong volunteers for giving of their time and talent to help us save animals in crisis. As you know, our first response team, uh, our American Maine Rescue Team, rushed to Gatlinburg, Tennessee just recently to help provide relief to those animals and pet owners impacted by those horrible, devastating wildfires. Our team, along with two of our specialized emergency vehicles, made it possible through the general support of our wonderful friend Lois Pope and the Banfield Foundation. They were on the ground helping companion animals and pet owners displaced in the wake of those deadly wildfires. They were right there partnering with the American Red Cross Shelter. We responded to our official request for support from the Tennessee Department of Ag, and we're grateful to the Tennessee Department of Agriculture for allowing American Humane to serve the citizens of the state of Tennessee in this special way. And we are sending our very best wishes to all have been impacted in 2016 by natural disasters, whether it was the fires in Tennessee, the floods in Louisiana and West Virginia, and certainly all throughout North and South Carolina, and anyone impacted through the tornadoes and really the wrath of Mother Nature this year. Our first responders have been busy saving animal lives, reuniting them with their human families. And again, that's a hundred-year work that American Humane's been doing as first responders, boots on the ground, helping to save lives. 
I want to thank you for listening every week to Be Humane. I hope you find some of these stories heartwarming. Our celebrity stories bring us so much joy and laughter. And, of course, the stories of our veterans and their service dogs, I know, always bring a tear to my eye. And then, of course, our hero dogs. We congratulate this year Hooch and all of the finalists who really helped celebrate working dogs in our hometowns. They're really incredible stories that we were able to share on Hallmark. And if you're interested in going back and reviewing those incredible videos that, again, bring us just so much joy, visit HeroDogAwards.org. It's a great holiday treat, and those eight tribute videos are on that site today for you to enjoy. And, of course, visit AmericanHumane.org to learn more about our work on farms and ranches, more about our work in conservation settings around the world, more of our work in Hollywood helping to ensure animal stars are safe, And, of course, learn more about our rescue work that's been so very busy, thanks to Mother Nature in 2016. From all of us at American Humane, we send you best wishes for the holidays, best wishes for the new year, and certainly a big hug to all the animal friends in your life. Thank you for making 2016 so very special for all of us at American Humane. Again, we wish you the best. You're listening to Be Humane with Dr. Robin Ganser. We'll be back in the new year. Remember this week and every week to be humane. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.